Hi, I'm Alison. Welcome to Dream Chasers Adventures in Happiness, where my band of superhero guests and I share with you tales of daring do, life-changing journeys towards living our best lives. If you're after an injection of inspiration and ideas to live the life that you want and deserve, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hi there, and welcome to the show where we serve up conversation, ideas, and belief that it really is possible to identify and achieve what you most desire from a career or lifestyle point of view. I'm your host, Alison O'Leary, and today I'm joined by a brilliant guest who is in the midst of a career transition into something that is perfectly suited to her. Eleanor Willock spent the first 25 years of her working life in PR and communications for technology and public sector clients, which is actually how we know one another. And she's recently retrained as a celebrant. So she's stepping into her second career, creating really unique wedding ceremonies, as well as vow renewals and naming days and family unity ceremonies for people who, in her words, want their celebrations to stay in their hearts forever. Today, we're going to talk about how Eleanor chose this career path, the skills that she's using to make her transition, and the practical reality from a financial point of view. Welcome to the show, Eleanor. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi, Alison. Hi. (laughs) Brilliant to see you. So can we start, if I may, can I take you back to the time... Before you made your tra- your change, so the transition, mm-hmm. and indeed even the top before you even knew what you wanted to make the change to, and can you share a little bit about how you were feeling? Like, what was it that drove the need for change? I think a variety of things. I wasn't unhappy with the work that I was doing, but I wasn't happy either. Mm. When you have been in a senior position for quite a while, sometimes it's a struggle to challenge and motivate yourself as much as you're challenging and motivating your team and other people. And I, uh, it's no secret, I'm 48. I was 48 a couple of weeks ago. And maybe when I was around 45, when my smallest son was around three, I started to realize that I wanted to stretch myself a little bit more Mm. and that the career path that I'd chosen was perhaps, hopefully, a gateway to something else and not where I wanted to end my career. Yeah. Um, you and I both know that uh, senior women in communications are not rare by any means, but are quite extraordinary. And I wanted to not perhaps be an agency lead for the rest of my career. Yeah, yeah. That's just simple. I was feeling curious. I was feeling at times quite low. I was feeling the pressures that most of us feel around our children and wanting to spend more time with them yeah. as well as servicing clients as as well as we can now um the agency that i've been part of building was very flexible and we'd um between between us we'd raised many children very happily and done a great job of keeping to that flexible ethos as we Mm. moved um into um being acquired and we'd also moved through covid pretty successfully um as far as businesses go perhaps in hindsight all of that was quite uh grueling mentally Mm. And it began to make me realise that if there was a time to change, it was effectively now. Now, yeah, I can completely resonate with that. I think I think I got there sooner than you. <laughs> but, you um, yeah, you for you know, sure did. It, and it's, yeah, it, it's, I, la- I, I did lack confidence. Mm. I I did lack confidence, and that's 
yeah. how you and I ended up talking to somebody who worked public relations. I was a little bit underconfident and perhaps confused about what my real skills were because they'd been tested so many times and you you know self-doubt is inevitable even if you are as outgoing as I am yeah and I needed some external guidance and some some coaching some reassurance some of the things that sometimes our senior people don't get uh some work even if it's on offer and so that's how you and I ended up talking because I wanted to discover myself a bit okay okay so obviously, yeah, we started working together and, you know, we, so we, I took you through a number of different exercises that got to the yeah. heart of and really drew out your core strengths, your transferable skills, you know, your, your, mm-hmm. the things that you are passionate about, you know, you, we, we mm-hmm. did a bit around values and personality profiling to kind of get a holistic picture of, you know, what ultimately drives and motivates you and what interests you, what you care about and what you're good at. Because, you know, for, for listeners, when you put all of those things together, they're a bit like the pieces of a puzzle. It really starts to help you form a path. But can you share a little bit about from the work that we did and the information that came out of it? Like, how did you choose to become an independent celebrant? Like, how did you know that it was the right choice? Because I think a lot of people really worry when they're thinking about, I'd really like to make a change. They really worry about making the wrong choice. You know, sort of taking a leap and a leap of faith and then ending up in the wrong place and it not delivering what they were hoping for. So how did you know that being a celebrant was the right thing? I left my job with no job to go to, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. I uh, handed in my notice with the intention of finding what I wanted. I hadn't had that career light bulb moment at that time. That was daunting enough. And I think we're going to talk about how financially daunting that can be later on. Mm. And also, to be clear, it's always been my intention to run a freelance career alongside what I'm doing now. Again, we can talk yeah. about that later, you know, if you're out there, hire me. <laughs> but actually, it was down to some colleagues, well, ex-colleagues now, and they were ex-colleagues at the time. I was at a colleague's wedding, and I was thrilled to have been invited, and it was a big privilege to be there. And just after the ceremony, the colleague that I'd gone with turned to me and said, you would be really good at this. And I thought, oh my gosh, yes, I would. I'd be fantastic at this. This puts together all my skills. It ticks all the boxes. It will really help contextualize what I need for my career. And I got extremely excited about it very quickly. And that was mostly thanks to the work that you and I had done together, identifying my, my experiences and my skills and my my core values as well. One of my core values was love, humor, and context thinking has always been very important to me um, in terms of yeah. looking at the past and the future. And we skirted around it so many times in the work that we've it done. Came up, do you know, ministry came up, interestingly, didn't it, several times in relation to the skills and the strengths. It so did. And sort of, it's over time. Mm. A lot of celebrants have either thought about the ministry or been in the ministry at some point. Mm. Fundamentally, Independent celebrants can bring all kinds of elements into your ceremony, whether it's a wedding ceremony or a vow renewal or a unity ceremony. A celebrant can um, help you if you are Jewish and your partner is Christian. We can bring in elements of both those religions to your wedding ceremony, whereas wow. it would be hard to do that in a synagogue or, or in church. Yeah. And if you are um, if you're polyamorous, we can bring in those elements in, in a ceremony. There's so, wow. there's so many different so much freedom there's so much freedom and I love that and despite the fact I got married in a church very conventionally and I absolutely loved it wouldn't change a bit about it it 
very frustrating to me that there are only certain religious institutions and it is only certain ones, not all religious institutions and buildings can hold legal wedding ceremonies. I truly think that like America and Australia and some other countries, we should be able to get married to whoever we want, wherever we want, however we want, with whatever we want in the ceremonies. If you and I want to dress up as uh, Minnie Mouse <laughs> and Lord Zader and get married, why not? Why not? Absolutely. Why not? You know, this whole idea, though, you know, from everything that we did, like, like you said, one of your strengths was around context thinking. Yeah. And, and so, you know, taking a look at people, like understanding people in the context of people and their situations and in order to make decisions about an approach you might take or, or, or a solution you might find. I can absolutely see how that follows through if you're Completely. working with people, you know, and, and so you get really under the skin of understanding them and yeah. why they want what they want and then building that in. Yeah. You know, because again, you know, from from our history together, never mind the work that we did, you know, you're also massively creative. You know, I remember mm, you, you, you organising and, and um, you know, running training sessions for the teams and, cover, you know, running Pencil Club, which is a writing club. You're always really creative. And I could just also imagine that drawing all of that in, you know, makes you, you, you get to create really individual, very special ceremonies for yeah. people. Yeah, that's what's so fun about the independence of, of it all. So I've just written a ceremony for a couple who, he is South African, she is English, they met in uh, South Africa on Sable Mountain. And I've just written a ceremony to include this beautiful, um, this beautiful uh, tasting of the element ritual, which is where you, um, it's actually a show that you will take the rust with the spirit of marriage. So it's four different elements. It's from the Yoruba culture. It's beautiful. And in its purest form, you do shots of cayenne pepper, vinegar, lemon juice, and honey to show that you will take the sour, the bitter, the sweet, <gasps> etc. In my ceremony, they are doing it, two elements from South Africa and two elements from the Peak District, which is where she's from. And the, the, the uh, bitter is vinegar from her local chippy, for example. So, um, <laughs> brilliant! You, Inspired. You've got stuff like that, and then you've got stuff. You've got stuff like um, we have our uh, one of the uh, first weddings I did. Um, the couple were Norse pagans, and it was a very beautiful and passionate ceremony, and really lovely to be part of. And they, they haven't always been Norse pagans. It's something they've adapted in later lives. And their main worry, as you allude to, was that their friends and family would not take it seriously because it's yeah. quite a big step. As you said, I am quite used to, I think it's common to people, we're quite used to making sure that things have gravitas, things are serious when they need to be, things are lighthearted when they need to be. And at its biggest core, who am I, who are we to say that that isn't a serious thing to them? Yeah. It's my job to support them. Same as in crisis management, my job to get you through that. Same as in writing an appointment release for somebody at a mid-sized software company in Shell. I need to make them yeah. feel and sound as special as they are. It's all part of the same thing. You take the brief, you build the relationship, you deliver the content, and then you personally deliver the content to the best of your ability. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's just a bit... A bit happier. You're, make, you're making a really good point here because, you know, when we we're talking about sort of transferable skills, you know, I think a lot of people, I was definitely in this camp when I was thinking about making a change. You think, well, I've spent 20, 25 years doing this particular job and role. Mm -hmm. And now I'm thinking of doing this completely different thing over here. So I'm going to have to throw out everything I've known, you know, I, I've known and I'm going to have to start again. And, and the truth is, 
that's not the case at all. So everything no. you're describing through all the transferable skills, everything you've built up, you know, from your ability to and your amazing ability to write, which you're obviously doing to write these ceremonies for people. I know, so fun. And I, I do feel like I've got a leg up there because I understand how I understand writing yeah. and understand the technology part of it as well, you know, um, which doesn't come naturally to everybody. No, absolutely, absolutely. And then your innate ability to storytell. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it, and I found this when I made change, I because I was thinking that I was just getting rid of and chucking away my my old career and, and mm. stepping into this one. But it couldn't have been further from the truth because, you know, I need to be able to market myself. So yeah. it came in very handy. I need to meet you know, people every day. I'm, I'm, yeah, I do a lot of corporate work. So I'm writing scopes of work for people, mm-hmm. and, you know, so all of the skills and actually even the network. From, from my old PR days, a lot of mm. lot of people from my original PR network became clients. You know, so it, <laughs> case in point. <laughs> so, you know, it's a really important point for people, but if it, it, like, nothing is ever lost. No matter no. what you've been doing, there are ways and means of taking the skill sets that you've built up and adapting them and just applying them in a different way. Um, and having the confidence okay, to do it. Brilliant. And having the confidence to do it, because actually it's all there. You've been using it mm-hmm. for all of those years anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's then talk about, let's get into the nitty-gritty of finances, because this is the other thing I think that people really worry about, you know, in terms of making a change. It's a really easy assumption to make that, you know, oh God, I'm going to start again. I'm going to have to earn peanuts. This is, you know, and there's a great risk in it. So therefore, oh, no, I can't go there. Can you share a little bit about, you know, your approach? Because obviously you've spent 25 years in PR, mm. you came with a healthy salary, and mm. now you are, you know, you've, you've started again. You've, you're building your own business as an independent celebrant. Mm. So how are you approaching that transition from a financial point of view? Woefully, uh, because I'm terrible <laughs> with money. Um, <laughs> but in, real- in reality... <laughs> I think this is uh, where you would probably slap some kind of uh, privilege warning on this podcast. In reality, I am a happily married woman in a financially set up relationship. And I yeah. was lucky enough to exit my previous career at a very senior, relatively senior point. Yeah. And I have reinvested the savings that I had and some of the uh, money that I made a couple of years ago from the acquisition into this business. And that has been a, na- a completely natural way for me to do it because I've yeah. followed all the elements that I normally would have used in a PR campaign. I've gone and I've bought advertising and I've done my SEO and I've built my website and I've got my, I've got my photo mm. shoot done and I've joined all the socials I can. I've even got to join TikTok. Oh my God. <laughs> that thing is stressful. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I anyway, haven't gone there yet. <laughs> no. There's a guy down my gym who is a physics teacher, and he he gets all his business from TikTok. Really? Wow. Because oh, he wow. talks about physics in little chunks. Anyway, that's a completely different <laughs> podcast. Chunks of physics isn't my bash. Look, we as a uh, a unit, me and my husband, gave me a certain amount of time to make this work, mm-hmm. and my uh, okay. time is marching on. So the more time matches on, the more the more striding I am about trying to get there. I will yeah. get there. One thing I would say that I probably should have planned for is that if you're coming to me now asking for my services as a wedding celebrant, you're not getting married next week and I'm not getting paid next week. 
Oh, uh, that's true. Of course, yeah, because there's the whole there's the, the whole, whole time lag. I've come out in twenty twenty six. Can you help? Well, yes, I can. Right. But, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's a really good point. Yeah. So that is probably a macro thing that uh, people looking at this as a career should definitely think about. Also, I want to be able to do freelance work in the field that I've exited, if possible. Mm. And that's something yeah. I need to think about pouring some more energy into before Christmas, probably. Um, I feel like uh, now I've got the confidence to be able to run those two t- careers together. I mean, I've run yeah. a lot more complex things concurrently than these two jobs, I think, and I can do it. And I've, I've got my family balance right. And we have made, um, you know, some sacrifices in terms of our, in terms of the way we live our life. Not too many. And I'm hoping yeah. that the children wouldn't notice. All the children would notice is that I'm here. I spent a whole summer with them, which, you know, wow. they're six and ten. So obviously that's awesome. Um, <laughs> it actually, you needed a break, a summer break after it was finished. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm doing a very long wedding in the Outer Hebrides. It's some four-week-long ceremony immediately after. I feel for us, this has been worth doing so far. And the thing, the message I would give to anybody who's thinking of making a change is: you just have to. Tr- you do have to try, and you can. Yeah. You can do this. I think people who maybe know me personally might be surprised in my lack of confidence, but I definitely suffered from lack of confidence. And, you know, gosh, if I had a pound for every time I felt like the invisible middle-aged woman mm. on any on any platform, yeah. I'd, you know, I'd probably have, you know, a few pounds. But it's you're doing it, though. You're doing it, it anyway. Is. Oh, you're I am, yeah. Into it. Oh, I am, and so, I get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's brave. And, it, and it's, you know, not everybody does. And I think what you're talking about in terms of, you know, to like still maintaining a sort of freelance career whilst you build this up, it's 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 another really important point. So you know, a lot of a lot of the people that I work with, obviously, are coming from very professional jobs with with mm. you know hefty hefty salaries and mm. the, the lifestyle that comes with it. And, and, and the idea of just giving that up is is you know it's unrealistic. And much the same as me when I made my change. And so you know, the, there's a really important point about a transition period. You know, and it's different for everybody. You know, for me, I I went part time, so I continued with my PR job. And, and, and did it part time for another 18 months while I built my business up in the background until I hit a yeah. tipping point where I was financially able to just step into it, you know, full throttle, you know, but, but, you know, so for anybody thinking about making a change, you don't have to, it's not a kind of switch, you know, switch off one career, switch on another. No, you can decide what that transition period looks like. And it can be a number of years, you know, it took me four years in total to make yeah. change, you know, so you know, you, you're running a kind of freelance career alongside this as you build it up. And you might keep it going if you like doing it. And, you know, it, it's it's just a really smart move that takes the fear <laughs> out of, oh, God, how am I going to earn, you know, earn enough to keep going in the very early stages? Freelance work in, uh, in, in my industry uh, is, is there. Uh, I, I think it would be a lot more helpful if... People looking to freelancers open their minds a bit about what they actually need and who they're looking at on the page, because there are a lot of people in my scenario who are personally happy to 
do jobs that uh, we've done previously in our careers. I think uh, one of the personally cool things about being a leader of a PR company, if you're a, or having a, a leader of a PR company, if you're uh, working your way up the career ladder and you're working to that person, is that the chances are your boss in your PR agency will have done every single job that you have mm-hmm. um, that, that you have in that agency. It's yeah. pretty rare that you get somebody who just walks into a PR agency as the MD who's never done PR and who's yeah. never been an MD. <laughs> So it can be pretty questionable. So we always have that sense of empathy, what I think we do about, you know, what's going on at which stage and and how best to do it. It's it's one of the great advantages of a career in PR. And I think that should apply to freelance work as well. You should look at the person, what experience they've got, qualities they've got, not look at what accounts they've worked on or, you know, whatever salary they've they've earned previously. Good freelancer yeah. is just going to get in there and do do the job for you. Do the job, if that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that Absolutely. that would be that would be how I change the freelance industry. Mm. I think I'd encourage everybody uh, that is thinking of making a career change to discuss openly with everybody in your household that you need to discuss it with how that might affect your relationship with them, your relationship with your children, yeah. your ability to do things. As you say, in the five years, this is not a next year thing. This is a, what can we do if this happens? Yeah. And, but also I would encourage people if they haven't decided what to do just yet, to test out different things, to do as much um, CPD as you can, to join some courses. Um, for example, going to wedding fairs, uh, was a, a good uh, way to find out if I wanted to continue with my mm. choice because, you know, you can sort of go a bit undercover and meet some people who might be doing the same <laughs> job as you or you mm. can also just look at the industry. I think industry is yeah. pretty different from the, you know, the world of <laughs> software and public sector. Yeah. But it's really, what you're talking about is really important because it's, you know, and I get people to do this when it comes to kind of coming up with, after, after doing a lot of kind of digging into a person and kind of what, like I said, what drives and motivates them and what they're good at and stuff. It's, you know, and you're coming up with ideas and get people to test it out, go, you know, research and talk to people and be in the places. And, yeah. You know, try out some training courses like like touch so that you can test how you, your responses to the different things you might be considering so that you're not yeah. just taking a plunge straight off the bat. But, yeah. You know, you're having, having a go at it. You know, when I, for me, I hired a coach to help me. And through that process, I was like, you know, this it, it absolutely, I, I knew that that was absolutely what I wanted to do based on my experience with her. Well, there's a value, there's such a value in having external help if you can, if you can find it. Much as your partner or your best friend or your, be- your work best friend or anybody can, yeah. tell, you, can tell you how marvellous they think you are and say, oh, you're so, you know, you're so funny, you're so creative. Sometimes we need to hear it from somebody that isn't, has no agency in telling you those things, has no agenda. I, again, privilege warning, um, I've been very lucky with my career and I haven't very often been told, no, you can't. And that's a mixture of right place, right time, lucky with my education, lucky with my job choices and lucky with the wonderful people I've worked with over the years. I've only ever really had bosses who say, yes, you can, let's do this. Mm. And I've been really lucky. But 
it feels like sometimes you need somebody in your life and that might be somebody like you who says you know what Eleanor don't don't do that you're going off piece that's not the right thing and this is why based on what we've learned about you and and yeah (laughs) absolutely right yeah I you I actually respect people more if they tell me straight you're being a real knob (laughs) I get a lot of clients who say that to me who say like just tell me as it is don't dress it up give me you know like no 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 I I need you to dress it up I need you I need you to dress it up (laughs) But I don't uh, mind, you know, um, I don't mind being told that my ideas aren't going to work if they're not. Yeah. And yeah, that is something that maybe comes instead of being told that your ideas aren't going to work by a prospective client, you just get ghosted. They just yeah. stop speaking to you. True. Or they uh, see back in different ways and, you know, Ghosting is a problem in all agencies and all careers, uh, but um, positive feedback or constructive feedback is really important. And I'm pretty sure that if I create a wedding ceremony for a couple and it doesn't hit the mark, they're not going to just put up with it. They're not going to say, Eleanor, oh, that's so great. You're so funny. You're so creative. I think it's going to be crap. Because yeah, it's your, yeah. your big day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're invested 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if I can I circle, circle back to where we first started? It's like now, how do you feel now? Now that you're doing this, right? And like, and, and you're 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 creating amazing wedding ceremonies for people. And when you're in the job, like, well, how does it feel? Oh well, it feels like a big privilege because you're stepping into somebody's romantic relationship to hear all about it. Mm-hmm. And as you're creating the ceremony together it's like a secret that only you and them know and that feels really cool and it plays to my natural sense of theatre in that I love then taking that back to the audience and you cannot help but do that with a massive smile on your face and you can't help but do it with the level of humour that it requires as well obviously some ceremonies require deep deep solemnity especially if it's a celebration of life or a funeral but most people just want to uh, take this or laugh and the whole world laugh with you approach. And there's a lot of, in an independent ceremony, there's a lot more of the kind of toasting of people and, you know, roasting of people. The best man might get a hard time or the father of the bride or, you know, lots of more people get involved. Sometimes it can be a big game. I'm talking to a couple at the moment about turning their um, ring exchange into a live game of Guess Who. So having it as Guess Who's Got the Rings. So... Um, they have to play guess who on either side of the room with the wow. the, uh, the audience to to find out who's got the ring to to put on their finger stuff like that. It can be brilliantly brilliant, bonkersly Creative ridiculous, and bonkers and yeah. Awesome. And you know, using 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 song lyrics and things like that and advert jingles as your vows or your readings. That actually is something I love. I can, I can see it. I can see it. That's amazing. It can also be really serious. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I'm getting to travel. I'm getting to everybody's happy. I mean, obviously, there's the initial stress when, you know, the, just before the wedding, but everybody's happy. You're bringing a lot of joy. And I was bringing amazing. nice corporate joy before, you know, nice mm. coverage and nice uptick in sales or what have you, and nice, you know, helping marketing directors 
you know, achieve their own objectives and things. And I loved doing it. I genuinely did. And I still do. One on one, there's a lot of joy in this. There really is. It's cool. So I, you know, I, I feel pretty, I feel pretty good about my choices. I'm really, I find it hard to say this, Alice, but I'm really proud of myself for doing it. I don't, good. So I don't, should be. don't want everybody patting me on the back and telling me, oh, you're so great for doing this. But I want to, I want to be able to say, I want to be able to look back and say, yeah, there was a fork in the road there and I took that path. I wouldn't yeah, have been doing yeah. anybody any good if I'd stayed doing my previous job. You know, they're all flying along. The company is doing brilliantly. I'm in touch with them. They're great. I make, you know, I make friends where I work and I love that. And yeah. I'm, I'm proud to have done the work that I did and I've achieved some great things that, you know, this is achieving great stuff for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. And <laughs> if it was up to me and I didn't have to earn any money at all, you know that I would be a tour guide. I'd be prancing around some historical town, just accosting random people and telling them stuff yeah. about, look at this over here. Or I'd be back at uni studying because I love to learn. And that's not possible. Maybe later. But... For now, okay. maybe that's, that's a third career. But for now, <laughs> yeah. So, how can people find you if anybody is in need of an awesome celebrant, or they know somebody who might, you know, who might need, uh, mm-hmm. need somebody like you? How do we, how do they find you? Well, they can come to my website, which is eleanorwillock.com. That's Willock with a W I double L O C K. Or you can find me at uh, the underscore full underscore stop underscore celebrant at Instagram. And I think the full stop celebrant on Facebook. And if you really want to find me on TikTok, it's TikTok full stop. I'm um, going to go and have a little straight after this. <laughs> please don't. It's so terrible. <laughs> I I'm not dancing well, or anything. <laughs> I'm going to include all of your, your socials and, and your website details in the show notes for people so that they can okay. find you. I'm going to so go and have a look at your TikTok <laughs> now. Um, so... <laughs> But honestly, thanks so much for coming on and sharing the, the, the details of your journey so far. Oh, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, from, from, a, from an audience point of view, you know, I think it's, there's, there's, a, there's an awful lot of what you've shared around, you know, transferable skills and, you know, how do you utilise the core strengths that you've got, <laughs> you know, and, and, and even like that transition piece, you know, every, every transition is different for different people based on financial circumstances and personal circumstances. But, you know, I think... Really, what you provided is inspiration that is possible. You know, you can I hope do so. It. Yeah. I hope so. Because, um, and also the last point I'd like to make is there's no shame in leaving a career that you've been successful in at a point, yeah. that's, a point that's appropriate for you and the business. You're not yeah, giving yeah. up. You're not, you're not giving anything up. You're starting something new. And, yeah, yeah don't be beaten it's a beautiful point. Love it. Love it. Listen, thanks so much. You know, You're and, welcome. And for anybody listening, you know, if, if anything that we've shared today and talked about is, is, is useful to anyone, is potentially useful to anybody you know, please do share yeah. the podcast link. Share the love. Um, you know, and until next time, you know, I, I totally, I believe in you and your ability to create whatever it is you really want. So go do your thing. And, Says uh, the woman who's created it. everything she wanted. <laughs> the same <laughs> she's Thank good <laughs> still going <laughs> uh, <laughs> we take care thank you for listening today 
I hope our time together has got you thinking about your own adventure in happiness. So please do get in touch. I'd love to hear more about your story. And why not join our Dream Chasers Unite community? There is nothing better than an adventure shared. Until next time, be brave and go create what you crave.